welcome to Choose a Coven. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Mary Megan. And this week, we're talking about... Witchcraft and weddings. Alright, so some of you might know. Some of you actually might not know. I actually don't know what you all know. Uh, But I am getting married in 2020, and our lovely guest today is also getting married this year. Not only that, but she's also a wonderful witch and excellent wedding planning buddy. So welcome, Mary Megan Marshall. Eddie insert a cheering audio clip. I was going to say woo. That's perfect. (laughs) You can say woo as well. I just, (laughs) I need some kind of sound effect there. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So before we get into our actual conversation, can you just start off by introducing yourself and how you came to witchcraft, what you currently do, what you want to do, et cetera? Absolutely. So, um... Just to um, introduce myself, I use she, her pronouns. And like you said, or like I said, my name is Mary Megan. Um, I have been interested in witchcraft for a really long time. Um, I was raised in a strict, very Catholic household. So naturally anything that was outside of that was very different and like exotic and cool. Um, (laughs) I have struggled with mental health for a long time. And I went through a really bad period of like seven years ago. And I would go to the library and like check out all sorts of books on like different like self-help books and like um, even stuff from like um, maybe even like Catholicism, but also like Judaism. And then like I found like the pagan section of the library and it was like the the jig is up, like here it is. And um, I remember standing in the library looking at all these books and like how to like heal yourself and stuff like that. And I just like desperately wanted an answer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when like, I really started getting more into paganism. Um, And I also had listened to um, a different podcast episode about the history of tarot. And they talked about Mm. um, Pamela Coleman Smith Mm. and how she um, designed the whole like writer weight tarot without like getting any credit or anything yeah and um, how like it's, uh, still we call it the writer weight deck when it really should be the writer weight smith deck exactly she was so influential too i was reading an article on bitch about that recently too yeah um, yeah so like really like from that podcast and like the previous experience the labor like i got more interested so I went to Barnes and Noble of all places because <laughs> I was like, uh, they sell tarot decks there, I think. <laughs> um, and I got my first deck there. And um, and then I got, um, again, I went back to the library, <laughs> which is like, my favorite place. And Libraries got, are great. I need to go to more libraries. I, When I first move to like any new place, one of my very first things, before I get a driver's license in that city or state or whatever, I get a library card. Oh, see, I just, I just don't go outside. I hear you on that one. <laughs> I don't blame you for that at all. Um, yeah, like when, like especially now that it's like dark out, super early. Like the very few times I like willingly leave my apartment, it's not for work. It's to go to the library. I love mm. the library so much. Um, yeah, so I started getting books on tarot out of the library and like I had a one of my really good friends from college was like has really been into like all this stuff like pretty much her whole life um so she and I were talking and like I started like you know doing like little mini spreads and oh my god it was just the coolest thing um and I have two more decks now 
one oh i think no i got them at the same store there's like this really cool little like it's not like officially like an occult store thing but they sell a lot of crystals and incense and they have some tarot decks and oracle card decks um and it's in my hometown and um, it's in black rock which is in part of bridgeport connecticut mm. it's just the cutest little store and i've gotten my other two decks there um the i'm gonna mispronounce this i think it's the scarpini medieval deck which is it's so funky like i love medieval art and like renaissance art like i major in art history and that's one of my favorite time periods it's a funky funky deck and then i have another so i have three tarot decks right now like i'm constantly like talking myself down from buying a fourth one do it Um, (laughs) right i just like do do it it. um and i think the other one i have is like the illuminated tarot that sounds familiar it's it's like Art Nouveau style, and it's like all gold. It's so pretty. It's one. I think it's my favorite one that I have. I'm just ha- like I got them at like a local small business in my state, so like that's really nice. Like I love supporting local small businesses. I um I have nine or ten decks. Ooh. I actually was just trying to count them because I uh, for those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, a what a what are you doing with your lives, and b. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling I'm selling tarot readings now. Um so I actually just went through and I was like, so what decks do I actually use to make a list of like so people can choose if they want? And I think there's like nine or ten that I have. Nice. Um Alright, is there anything more you wanted to say about you and your practice before we move on? Um I mean I so I ha I do collect crystals. I've been working on getting crystals together from various sources for a while um i have some nice piece of amethyst thanks to you especially you sent me that beautiful mm. um like worry stone which yeah, I, love. I love amethyst so much it's and i was just like i was looking at your wish list and i was like i could be creative but also amethyst amethyst is exactly what one needs when planning a wedding <laughs> right <laughs> And am- yeah. like it was like amethyst worry stone, and I was like, yeah, no, no, she needs that. Yeah, yeah, you saw right to the core of me with that <laughs> choice. Yeah. So one of the big things that you and I have bonded over, aside from our love of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, <laughs> is wedding planning, and the fact that wedding planning is both very exciting and overwhelmingly stressful. Oh my god, it's such a nightmare. <laughs> Yes, and uh, the kind of birth of this episode kind of came about when we were thinking about ways that it would be fun to kind of make our weddings a little bit more magical. Um, Yes. So, and you mentioned that you were raised Catholic as well. Yes. That's strong Irish-Italian Catholic tradition. Oh, fun. Yeah, That is just a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've... um, I've got Irish Catholic in my family, and I've also got, I mean, my dad's side of the family is, like, broadly Hispanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly Spain and Puerto Rico, but no one will give me a straight answer, and neither would 23andMe. <laughs> but, um, very Catholic. Yeah. And I did a whole podcast with that, about that with Liv. So you That's can right. listen That's to that right. episode, my friends. Um, and... Are you feeling a lot of pressure from your family to do, like, a whole Catholic hullabaloo? Not from my family. So I um, I sort of 
left, if you will, the Catholic church when I was about 14. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell people that was like my big teen rebellion. (laughs) Um, Like I cannot stress enough how Catholic my family is. We have a papal blessing up on the wall in the dining room of my parents' house, (laughs) along with my mother's cross collection. (laughs) That just like paints a picture for you. Yeah. I, um, from kindergarten until I graduated college, every school I attended was Catholic. Mm. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, but I left, you know, in my own way when I was 14. Um, you know, I said I didn't believe in God anymore. Um, and stopped. Like, my parents would still make me go to church every Sunday with them, but I refused to receive communion. Mm. Um, and I... I still don't like if I go to church with them, um, which is rare now, I still don't receive communion. I don't kneel when everyone else kneels, but I became um, like in a more formal sense, like Unitarian Universalist. Like I started Mm. going um, to a a local UU church when I was about 18. Um, So like when people ask me like what faith tradition or what religion I thought, I typically say Unitarian Universalist because I don't because like, I don't want to get super deep into all the pagan stuff because that's still a little stigmatized and people are still oh, I just a little say funny I'm about it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Because it's also not inaccurate. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, it's not, you know, it's like I go to UU church regularly mm-hmm. um, and have career goals in that realm. Um, oh, that's really cool. Thank you. But the cool thing about like being UU is that it leaves space open for like earth-based religions, like paganism yeah. and everything, which I just, it's part of why I'm still um, involved in it. So my parents are gung-ho about me getting married, like in the Unitarian church, which like I am too. Like if we mm-hmm. end up doing like the big wedding that we were originally talking about, um, which I think at this point we are, we're going to get married at the Unitarian church near me, which is... We're going to get married in fall, in October, and the Unitarian Church there, it's all glass. Like, all the walls Ooh. are glass. Oh, my God. It's just, it's... In Connecticut? Stunning. Yeah, it's in Connecticut. Oh, that'd um, be gorgeous with the leaves and everything in October. Thank you. That's a big part of why I chose October. It's, yeah, it'll look beautiful. So, wedding planning. <laughs> yes. Um, the current bane of my existence... It's also the bane of my existence, and I haven't even really started yet. I have to. Yeah, I have um, not, because I, like, I, I started planning, like, almost as soon as we got engaged last mm-hmm. May. And then I got really overwhelmed and just stopped. That is exactly what happened to me. Yeah? Like, it's just, yeah, yeah it's too much. It's too much. I also, I have the luxury of, because I needed extra time so we agreed to 2021 we got engaged in 20 in december of 2018 but and we were thinking 2020 and i was like this is all too much and there were some other like family things that i was like 2020 is gonna work better Mm -hmm. it actually means that my sister will be able to drink champagne with her maid of honor toast (laughs) um because my sister is a millennial millennium baby she was born in january of 2000 or, so she'll be 21 for my actual wedding, which will be nice. Very um, nice. Very <laughs> nice. Drink. Um, and I was like, and it'll give me a full year after I finish my master's 
to do all of the planning and stuff. But we're getting down to the point where it's like, if we want to get the venue we want and we want to do all of this, we need to start making moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's start with something fun. Let's play a little game. Okay. Let's During which it. you're going to laugh a lot as I pose this uh, thought experiment to you. Yes. So in a perfect world where money is no object, Mm-hmm. You have no family to appease, and you can actually do whatever you want. Ooh, 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 what ooh. would your ideal wedding be? Ooh. I, um, so I've seen pictures of this because I'm in a bunch of different like wedding groups. Um, I'm in like one on Facebook, and I'm in like a couple subreddits. Mm. I, and I've seen pictures. Gorge. I would love to get married in Ireland by the cliffs of Moher, or however they're. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's M O H E R. Like, oh god, it's just stunning. That would be gorgeous. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. And like, I um, I'm really into weddings. At least until I got engaged, and then I was like, <laughs> no, this is too much. Um, so my like. Pinterest board on what like my wedding Pinterest board I think is like it's over at least 15,000 pins oh my god I deleted a bunch of stuff when I actually got engaged because it was no longer a you know fun fantasy place and a place for me to actually start making legitimate de- yeah. like ideas and decisions so I deleted a bunch of stuff I like <laughs> See, I, um, I'm bad about that. Like, I really don't delete pins. But then I, um, I found out that there is a limit to the number of pins you can have on Pinterest. Oh, my. I hit it. And I was just upset. So I. What um, is it? It's 250,000. <laughs> yeah. And I hit it. I was like, dang it. So I, um, I deleted a couple boards that I hadn't been on in a long, like I hadn't used in a mm-hmm. long time. And that, like, freed up some space. But I was like, oh, God, no. I would. Like, that. that is a very me thing to do. To be like, oh, hey, here's the cap on pins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have a bunch of, um, like, I wanted, like, a really old vintage-style wedding dress for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And not, like, vintage, like, oh, it's, like, T-length and 50-style. Like, I want, like, antique Irish lace. Ooh. Oh. They're beautiful. They're so beautiful. Yeah. So that, like, um, I did actually buy my wedding dress. Um, we got it the day after Christmas because, like, you have to send me a picture of it. I will. I'm gonna probably send you like the stock image because the sample was so much smaller than I am. It looks that is bad. <laughs> I'm so, so not bad. looking forward to that. Like, I'm genuinely dreading it. Oh my god, I was, <laughs> I was not. I wasn't either. I was. I really didn't want to um so I took um it was mostly people who were very very supportive and like I brought um my best friend who's also engaged and getting married in 2020 Mm -hmm. um and I had gone like she went to Kleinfeld's and I went with her um and so like I knew like okay like if anybody like she's 100% gonna have my back um and she did she's the best yeah, I need um, to, like, because my mom, I adore my mother, mm-hmm. but she's very much, 
when I moved out and I started buying clothes for myself, I very much had to unlearn a lot of the things that she would say mm. about like, well, this isn't for your body type or that doesn't look good on you. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm very much there now, but I am almost 100% positive that when we go shopping for wedding dresses, I am going to hard smash cut right back into that mindset. Yeah. And like, I'm going to have to have a conversation with like, my two like very good friends who mm-hmm. are in my like wedding party who I'm like definitely saying like you need to take off work if you have to like one of them is going to be traveling four hours like but you need to be there yeah because <laughs> I need someone yeah um because otherwise I'm just gonna be like a fucking wreck and I'm gonna throw my mother out of yeah. a David's bridal <laughs> I totally hear you like when I so I went um to Beholden at Anthropology, mm. which I highly recommend um, because their dresses are beautiful and they're, I think like as far as wedding dresses go, they're like pretty reasonably priced. Um, I don't think any of their wedding dresses go over like 4000 maybe. Oh, these are not bad. These are in like the budget that I'm looking at. Yeah. And they're pretty. They're very, very pretty. I tried on a dress. I didn't end up getting it, but it was long. It had like little cap sleeves and it was all it was bright, bright white, and it was all sparkles. It was just, it was all sequins. And, um, oh, my God. Like, it was, it's very, like, slinky, and I'm not, like, a slinky human being. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I typically describe myself as, like, a pretty sturdy girl. Um, mm. So I, I was very nervous trying it on. It didn't look, like, honestly, I would have liked to look a little bit better in it, but I still was, like, I'm going to have this experience of trying on, like, a full sequence wedding dress. Yes. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, I ended up getting something that – my fiancé is downstairs, so I don't want to describe it too much, but it's yeah. also very, very pretty. Just um, send it to me. Yeah, and, like, for our wedding, we want um, – so I'm going to have a flower crown. My fiancé, who is a guy, is going to have a flower crown. Um, Beautiful. And then our entire wedding party is going to either have baby's breath or greenery. I'm going to leave the choice up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted, so I brought a um, a flower crown that I had made with fake flowers with me to try on the dress so I could get like a feel of like how it would look. That's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, the dress that I ended up choosing, I thought looked or like more fit the idea of having like a flower crown type wedding. Yeah. See, I'm doing a flower crown. Oh. I want to do a flower crown of lavender, but I'm not 100% that sure how it's going to work out. Um, but I have some I, backups. Yeah. I can picture. If they can do it with baby's breath, why can't they do it with lavender? I can totally yeah, picture no, something sure, sure. beautiful. I'm sure. I mean, honestly, I'm going to do a lot of stuff off of Etsy. Yeah. Um. So, like, my bouquet is coming off of Etsy. It's going to be uh, paper roses um and it's gonna be the pages of harry potter (gasps) i am in love with that yeah i love that Um, so much as soon as you said paper roses i was like i bet it's gonna be harry potter pages (laughs) it is yeah jk rowling be damned (laughs) right (laughs) um i've also like we my family vacations on a beach in south carolina and there are regularly just cute little weddings there all the time like i watched one one time like from a distance um, and like took photographs of like someone else's wedding yeah. on my 
own. I mean, if you have a wedding on a beach where other people can see, you have to know that someone's going to do that. Yeah. And it was exactly. And it was a very small affair. Um, and everyone just kind of stood. It was short, but like the brides are like this beautiful dress. Um, yeah, it was just, it's beautiful. So I hear you. Like I thought about getting married there, um, on that particular beach for a long time. That's funny because I thought about getting married on the beach where my family vacations um, in Maryland. And it's just not feasible for, like, everyone's family and friends to travel there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like, even the people where it were, like, if we were doing, like, super small, the people that we want to be there, it's not very feasible for. Um, so I'm going to yeah. tell my sister that I want my bachelorette weekend there. Nice. And leave it at that. Good for you. I love that. Yeah. I am. Um, but we're doing a garden, hopefully. Yes. I, in the summer. Oh, I love that so much. I um really want to do just like an explosion of flowers at my wedding. And then like I look at florists, like florist budgets. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. We can like That's maybe do like mums or like carnations. We'll see. The place that I fell in love with and I'm working on convincing my fiance that we should just go to this one place and not look anywhere else and just book it. Um, the, the like, it's indoor-outdoor, so the, the ceremony is outdoor. Mm-hmm. And it's in, like, a garden. And in July, it's, like, when I'm, we're getting married in July. And in July, it's just gorgeous flowers. Nice. Gorgeous, right? So, like, we wouldn't need flowers for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then for the reception... We're both fucking nerds. <laughs> so we're going to have like nerdy centerpieces. I love that. I'm also so, like, I love flowers, but yeah. I'm not spending a lot of money. But yeah. So if I, yeah. Although I think I would also do like something super witchy if I didn't have family to appease. Like I definitely would like do a full on hand fasting. Oh yeah. I'm, can't. yeah. I'm incorporating hand fasting into my ceremony. For sure. I'm probably going to make the cords myself. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, cause I, you know, I've looked on Etsy a lot and they're like, they have gorgeous, gorgeous ones on Etsy, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it'd be a little bit more meaningful. Even if I just go like Michael's and get a ribbon and then like tie them, you know, braid or whatever, not them myself. Yeah. Um, cause then I can really put a good intention into them. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I, w- I think I would do that too. I'm, so the thing is, I don't want to have to explain it to the, like, very Catholic people in my family, but yep. what I'm actually thinking of doing, and I need to see if Eddie's okay with it, because I haven't actually processed it with him. So, hey, Eddie, by the way, if you're interested in doing this, um, of, you know how, like, everyone does the cocktail hour and, like, the wedding party goes and takes pictures? Yep. <laughs> I kind of want to, for part of that, like, just the people who I want there or, like, who we want there, who we, like, really want to be involved to do, like, a small private hand fasting. Um, Mm -hmm. Just as, but, again, also, like, logistically, I'm not sure how that would work. For those of people, would you mind explaining hand fasting to anyone who may not fully understand it, since I'm sure, since you're doing one, you've probably done a bit more research than I have? Yeah, um, so I, um... I'm probably going to get some of this stuff wrong. Cause again, most of my research on this stuff has come from Pinterest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but my understanding is it's like in, it's like an ancient Celtic pagan tradition. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, so my 
fiance's mom is very, very Catholic, but she's also Irish. So if yeah. she asks questions, we're into it's an ancient Irish tradition. Just kind of leave it at that. Um, so in it, um, so it's, the it's tr- also really popular in fantasy novels and stuff too. So you can be like, it's in Game of Thrones. It's cool, right? Want to do it? It's nerdy, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's um, I believe that the the couple getting married holds their right hands together. And then as um, the special cord or ribbon or um, I, I think it's t- typically like some sort of cord or ribbon, um, maybe like a beautiful rope, but nothing like, you know, not just use like twine. Um, as um, whoever's performing the ceremony is like winding the cord around the hands, they, they say something and it binds you um, in this life and the next. Mm which I, I love the idea of that, just like really being like, because um, I, I believe in an afterlife and I like the idea that it's like, you know, we're, we're getting married in this life and we're gonna be together forever in the next life too. That's really nice, yeah. Yeah. So I Googled it because I hate not knowing things. <laughs> I am a Ravenclaw through and through. Oh I need God, to know me everything. Too. Me too. Um, <laughs> so I Googled it and this is just coming from Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is originally a scottish tradition okay um which is celtic yeah um and then but the term itself is from old norse mm, okay yes and now it's very commonly used in neo-paganism and wicca apparently yes but i also whatever it's 2020 do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> Yeah. Except for closed things. So, yeah, you keep going, and then I'm going to do a little rant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, um, you know, you, I think typically, like, you would say the vows together in hand fasting. I don't think it's, like, a traditional, um, I don't know, when I think of, like, a wedding, I think of, like, traditional Catholic ceremony or Christian ceremony where it's, like, one person recites the vows to the other. Like, they switch back and forth yeah. like reciting the vows. Um, I think either the officiant says something as they're tying the cord around the hands or like the two people together say something. Um, I don't think it's like an exchange necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Plus I feel like if it's just like something like simple and short, you could like print it in the program so that people can like follow along, which might be nice. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't planning on doing programs, so maybe I yeah, should. Yeah, that too. <laughs> They're expensive. Like, I keep going back and forth. I think I'm just going to do, like, a chalkboard type yeah. situation. Like, you know, we're going to have one, because my aunt got us one of those, like, you know, started dating, like, the timeline of the relationship boards. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're also going to have one that's like, please turn your fucking phone off um, <laughs> for the ceremony. We're paying someone a lot of money to document it. Yeah. And then underneath that, I think we're going to put, like, the important, like, who's who. Mm-hmm. We're actually not calling, or we're, we're actually not going to be calling our, like, bridal party or, like, a wedding party or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We're calling them the Fellowship of the Rings. Oh, my God. This, I would marry you just to have this ceremony. <laughs> I mean, for other reasons, too. You're lovely. But, like, <laughs> this is incredible. I love it so much. If I were to share my Pinterest board with you, it's a bunch of nerdy shit. It's eclectic nerd. Like. <laughs> oh, be all over that in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
I have to adapt some things, though, because originally we were going to do some, like, subtle Star Wars-y stuff, mm-hmm. but now Eddie is very upset with Star Wars, and I don't think it would bring him the joy that it once did. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that's okay, because there's other nerdy shit that we like. Um, so is... You had mentioned earlier that you had you like you'd selected your hand fasting vows already. Yes. Um, do you want to read those? Oh, I would love to. Thank you so much for asking me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me bring them up. Just to kind of so this is like something that you found on Pinterest that was like easy to find and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I um I probably searched, again, on Pinterest. Pinterest in the library, that's where I get everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I probably searched, like, hand fasting vows or something like that. Um, So these, it says they're written by Morgan Llewellyn. Um, The bottom says myweddingvows.com, and the heading is Celtic Wedding Vow, and I can read them like I, as soon as I read them I was like this is it and then I shared them with my fiance and he got a little teary eyed so I was like this is definitely it um, yeah so um, they go you cannot possess me for I belong to myself but while we both wish it I give you that which is mine to give you cannot command me for I am a free person but I shall serve you in those ways you require and the honeycomb will taste sweeter coming from my hand. I pledge to you that yours will be the name I cry aloud in the night and the eyes into which I smile in the morning. I pledge to you the first bite of my meat and the first drink from my cup. I pledge to you my living and my dying, each equally in your care. I shall be a shield for your back and you for mine. I shall not slander you nor you, me. I shall honor you above all others, and when we quarrel, we shall do so in private and tell no strangers our grievances. This is my wedding vow to you. This is the marriage of equals. I love that. Right? It's so good. It's so egalitarian. Yes. (laughs) Yes. As, like, a raging feminist, like, I needed something that was going to be, like, I vow to be obedient. I was like, oh, no, I don't vow to be obedient. So we're going to find something else. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I'm writing, well, I'm co-writing my ceremony um, with my fiancé and with the person who is going to be officiating for us, who mm-hmm. is a friend, because mm-hmm. um, we're those people. <laughs> um, and I really am trying to make it as, like, the number one thing is, because my parents both are going to walk me down the aisle, which was the um, compromise that I gave them from, I don't want anyone to walk me down the aisle. Oh my God, you and I are on the same page about everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I the I kind of like mentally compromised with my parents that they'll both walk me down. Um, but then what we're going to do is instead of the who gives this bride to this groom thing mm-hmm. we're gonna do that but i'm gonna say i do oh i love it because i'm the one and then all of the parents are gonna say and with our blessing like there's gonna be like family support there but it's not gonna be like we're selling our daughter 
mm-hmm. for three cows and a pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're doing a non-traditional wedding party, as I mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's not gender split. It's not... Because that was the thing that really annoyed me. Is like, I've been to weddings before where, like, the brother of the bride is in the is like a groomsman and i'm like no no you're mine you're my brother <laughs> yeah no i'm yeah again you and i are of the same mind like that's yeah i have um i have a mixed gender wedding party because i said to my fiance i was like i want my people on my side mm-hmm. you that's can exactly have whomever you want however they look on your side but i'm having my people on my side mm-hmm. no matter how they identify yeah yeah um and then that's as far as I've gotten with the ceremony. Um, and then also with the reception. I just, I, I'm very far along <laughs> before yeah. my wedding. But so are there any other witchy practices that you want to incorporate? I think that's the main one. Um, I'm trying to think now. Um, hmm. Yeah, I um, I think so. You mentioned yeah. flower crowns. Is there any like magical significance to the like flowers that you're choosing or anything like that? I ha oh, that's an excellent question. I had not thought about that. Like, I really just want to do flower crowns, um, because like I I've all like I just I think they're beautiful, and I, I really want to incorporate as many flowers as possible, and then um. My fiance said that he wants a flower crown too because, like, I have a bunch of like fake flower crowns, a lot of them from Forever 21, and he'll just wear them around the apartment. <laughs> That's so gentle. I love that. It's just the most beautiful thing. And then um, we went to Brooklyn Pride last June, and we each wore a flower crown, and people kept asking us, like, where we got them from. And it was incredible. Just, oh, I felt so fancy and stylish, and all eyes were on me. It was great. Um, yeah, so I, um, I haven't thought too much about, um, like any witchy significance. I might, um, cause I'm also going to do a bouquet cause like, I love flowers. flowers and I'm trying to think of like, um, maybe more flowers that are in season in the fall. Um, cause I don't, um, the idea of like hot boxing and like, you know, growing flowers all year round, like messing up the cycle of the, of living, like the cycle of life for flowers and plants just kind of bothers me. Mm. Um, so I really am thinking of trying to like be more mindful about like, okay, which flowers are going to be more in season for like early fall and stuff like that. And, um, I love mums and I think they're a good fall flower. So I've been thinking about mums. Um, I've also been thinking about hydrangeas just because they're like huge and in your face. And as a Leo, yeah. that's like something I try to embody. <laughs> but you're also time. a Leo? Yes. <laughs> what's your, what's your, what's the rest of your big three? Okay. I thank God I was just looking this up on my co-star app yesterday. So I am Leo sun, cancer moon, Virgo rising. Mm. I'm Leo sun, Aries moon, Taurus rising. And, like, let me tell you, learning about sun and moon signs totally, like, made things connect with who I am as a human. I was like, oh, oh, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. (laughs) 
absolutely. Like I still, um, yeah, I probably should have mentioned this earlier when I was talking about my stuff. Like I, I am getting more into astrology. Like I was always kind of like, at least kind of into like being a Catholic kid. Like you can't like say you're into it too much or like it's upsetting. Um, yeah. <laughs> to like you can't like you. anything when you're raised Catholic. You there's you can like Jesus and that's it. You can't like anything else. Um. Yeah, actually, so at getting back to like the wedding planning, I'm gonna yeah. have um, my favorite poem is a Spanish poem by Pablo Neruda, <gasps> and um, I memorized it. I think when I was a sophomore in high school. It's just this beautiful, beautiful poem. It's poema quince. And, um, I had, I'm probably going to have, um, either one of my parents or my godmother, cause they all speak Spanish, probably going to have them read the Spanish version, like the original version. And then I'm going to have, um, someone in my fiance's family or group, um, read the English translation. That's so sweet. Thank you. I'm trying to find some like poetry and like literature to read so that it's not like a two minute ceremony. <laughs> yeah. I but also that. it's going to be in the middle of July outdoors. So I'm kind of fine with it being like a 15 minute ceremony. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Can I rant about something? Always. <laughs> so I, uh, originally this episode was going to be very different. Originally we were going to research different like existing practices that one could incorporate incorporate into one's wedding but there are no good resources <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i mean to be fair i got frustrated after my first google search and maybe if i had like taken a bit more time and energy and effort there would have been you know more interesting resources mm-hmm. but if you just google like witchcraft weddings or like pagan weddings a lot of the stuff you get is like someone's blog that clearly hasn't been updated since like 1992 um, or like 2005 or whatever. Um, and it's like, what to expect at a pagan wedding? Or like alternatives to wedding. Like, and it was just really frustrating. Um, like alternative wedding practices. And I was just like, this isn't what I want. Yeah. Um, and they all like mentioned a bunch of different practices from a bunch of different cultures that were not related and also not all necessarily open cultures. So like the big thing is they mentioned jumping the broom, Mm -hmm. which I understand is a predominantly Afro-Caribbean tradition. Um, but it, and then from further research is, um typically it originated in like romani tradition Mm -hmm. and then also in the african diaspora neither of which are necessarily open to white people (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so it really was off-putting and i'm like okay if you were like talking very specifically about a very specific practice here and like okay so in these kinds of weddings you might see this but it was literally listed like you might have a hand fasting and then they might jump over a broom and i'm like that feels yucky yeah. Um, or some of them, like, there was this really interesting one from Vogue where they interviewed, like, an intuitive heal- healer mm-hmm. who was getting married about what that person was going to do. I, I'll try and find the article if I can. And that one was interesting, but it was a lot. Like, it was very overwhelming, like, all of the stuff that they were going to be doing. Mm-hmm. It was, like, washing the floor 
of the venue with like this special like magic and herb infused like cleansing product and like they did like a witchy engagement and like all of this stuff and i'm like that's a lot (laughs) yeah that's too much and especially for someone who a doesn't necessarily have a family that's super chill with all of the pagany stuff and b or b doesn't have a lot of money for stuff like that and c doesn't have a lot of energy for stuff like that one of the big ways i've actually been using witchcraft is more in dealing with the stress Mm, yeah (laughs) um you know it's a lot of like lavender and amethyst and (laughs) baths yes (laughs) of just kind of like i need to breathe yeah what yeah 100 percent. absolutely yeah i've um like we talked about earlier, the the amethyst worry stone that you were so kind and sent to like add like that just I literally will just sit there and like rub it and rub until it's like I'm like is this gonna disappear? I'm, I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> I have an amethyst necklace that I'm genuinely concerned that I'm going to just rip off my neck one day if I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have an amethyst bracelet that I was using as a grounding bracelet. I got it from Lunarly. Um, which is a really Ooh. great new moon subscription box. Yeah, I've been meaning to um, get that. It's really cool because you get a plant or a candle every month, like, and they alternate. That's, and they're, like, yeah. good. But, like, this, yeah. the products themselves are really cool. And they had an intention bracelet. You know, it was, like, a bracelet. It was made of amethyst beads. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, a little capsule for you to write something. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing it. I wrote, I am grounded. And I put that in the, like, intention capsule. Mm-hmm. It broke on Christmas. I, like, got home to take it off, and the elastic snapped. I was heartbroken. But also, if you had looked at the, like, two weeks prior, it's like, well, no fucking shit. I put that thing through so much stress. Yeah. And I did not cleanse it. (laughs) Like a selfish motherfucker. And so this is also a PSA to cleanse your shit, people. Um, Eddie was kind enough to, as an additional Christmas present, order me a similar one mm-hmm. to replace it and i'm actually gonna be like trying to incorporate the beads i'm letting it like chill um but i'm actually gonna be incorporating the beads into like other magical stuff and i might actually try and incorporate them into stuff for the wedding who knows or like new jewelry yeah um, because i loved the beads they're gorgeous they're nice. like shiny Ooh. like polished and the new bracelets matte it's mm. also it's still really pretty i really like it and it's it's getting the job done and i just need to cleanse it more frequently (laughs) so that it doesn't like break on me but yeah so I um I mean one thing that I just I would say like if you want to incorporate um witchcraft a little subtly into your into your wedding um and this for you specifically or for the Uh general audience is just like um (laughs) just do whatever you want, but like put the intention behind yeah. it. I think that's really important. It's just like, um, um, like I like like going back to the flowers. Like I don't know what flowers I want necessarily. Like I haven't really thought about, like their witchy properties, but like mm-hmm. they're gonna be flowers that I really love and have meaning for me. And I feel like that brings a little a little individual yeah. personal magic to it. And um, I do think I do love that because I was thinking about that, and I keep going back and forth on like colors and stuff like that and I've kind of like finally come to the place where I'm like you know what I don't care what all these fucking stupid ass trend websites say I'm gonna do what's gonna make me happy and what's going to like and like that's gonna enhance the experience for me (laughs) 
Yeah. And so, like, yeah. doing things... Do whatever the fuck you want, people. Yeah. And that's magic in and of itself. Saying exactly. fuck you to the establishment and doing whatever you want is magic in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I decided years ago, like, before I even met my fiancé, that I was going to walk down the aisle to um, a neutral milk hotel song. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, thank you. Um, So... I'm in, um, I'm in a, like an engagement wedding planning sort of group on Facebook and, um, all these, it's, I'm going to say women because it's predominantly women and almost every post starts with, Hey ladies. And I'm, yeah, it's a little weird, but it's predominantly women. That's why women. I'm not in any of those groups. Yeah. They probably would help me, but I cannot stand that. Yeah. I, um, I'm a little shit stirrer in the group sometimes which is just part of my um personality do it burn it down right and so people will be like oh what song are you walking down the aisle to and like everyone's like oh an instrumental version of like this christina perry song or like um canon and d or whatever and i'm like i'm walking down to untitled by neutral milk hotel from in the aeroplane over the sea and that's that that's Um, amazing yeah, and then, you know, people, it, th- again, this is predominantly women are like, well, uh, like, they'll join the group without being engaged, and they're like, well, you know, my um, my boyfriend hasn't proposed yet, and I really want to get married. I'm like, propose to him. Yeah. This is, I like, almost what did. are you waiting for? I thought for? about it. Yeah, I, I pro- thought about yeah. it. But I have bad knees. <laughs> yeah, I proposed to my fiance um, on the High Line in Manhattan. I had this whole thing planned out and it went pretty close according to plan except i was incredibly nervous so um, i bet (laughs) right like i just you know i was like "Mm, let me do this very private personal thing in public in a very public place my um my fiance is a very big fan of pokemon so my god did you use pokemon go i did not use pokemon go okay but i got a um a pokemon ring from etsy it's, That's so cute. It's it's a beautiful band and it has like a little poke engraved on the outside and on the inside it says I choose you. Um, it's, yeah, it's so cute. And then I found um I think through Pinterest I found this, I believe it's a young woman who makes all sorts of like nerdy stuff like these um Pokemon engagement cards. And it says um, the proposal on it. And then, like, this little picture of, like, a little guy and a little girl. And it's um, all the moves are like, um, you know, will you choose? I choose you. Will you choose me, too? Um, if you say yes, you'll gain a play or two for life. Um, it's, it's adorable. And so I had this grand plan. I, because um, my fiance at one point told me to never buy him Pokemon cards because he knows the exact cards that he wants. He's. Mm-hmm. Like, he used to play the card game competitively. Like, he's really into it. Yeah. So I had, like, this whole little speech planned. Um, I was going to be like, oh, I know you told me to never get you a Pokemon card, but I found this one and I loved it. And then I was going to, like, drop down on one knee and, like, open the ring box and have this whole Aww. speech. All I could, like, I was so nervous. All I could do was, this is for you. And I, like, shoved the card at him. I dropped to the knee. I dropped to my knee. I opened the ring box. I was like, will you marry me? And he said yes. And I could not stand back up. 
Oh my God. I was so nervous. And then, so I finally, I feel like I was on my knee for like ever. Um, and I stood back up, we kissed, people around us clapped. Um, Aww. it was so, I'm really glad I did it in public. Um, and then this guy came up and like shook our hands. Um, <laughs> it was very sweet. He was like, he was like British or Australian and I'm not going to do the accent. Um, but he was like, I just want to be the first one to shake your hands. And I was just dying. It was really, really nice. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, um, when my fiance proposed, like we, we each wanted to propose to each other. Mm. Um, but he didn't have a ring for me yet. Um, but my mom had saved some jewelry from her mom, my Momo. And um, we were going through it one day and I tried on one of the rings and it fit and it's just a beautiful stone. Um, so I was like, done this one. We're not changing anything about it. Um, yeah. So it's still the original setting and everything. And on my birthday um, in Leo season, um, we were having an engagement party. And before everyone came over, we were in the little room off the side of the house where we have the TV, the TV room. And he asked mm-hmm. there. And Aww. it was per, it was very cute because it was very quiet. And it was just the two of us. One of my favorite rooms, my parents. The That's really so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you want to wrap this up? <laughs> sure. We've been talking for a while. Eddie, I'm sorry. This is going to be insane to cut to 45 minutes to an hour oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's about it for this episode thank you so much for listening you can find choose a coven on twitter at choose a coven pod and you can email us at choose a coven pod at gmail.com and if you haven't already don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a nice little review and please share this podcast with other humans and animals and plants and trees I'm Alyssa, and you can find me on Twitter at LissWriteStuff and on Instagram at SeeWitchInTheCity. That's S-E-A, witch. And I'm Mary Megan, and you can find me at Elizabeth Darcy on Twitter. I love that. Right? <laughs> How did you get that? I got Twitter, I think, January of 09. So I was like right in on the ground floor okay i've had twitter a very long time yeah fantastic yeah (laughs) our cover art is by karen amador who you can find on instagram at elador and our theme music is by peter lalush who you can find as aklf on bandcamp choose a coven is also edited by edward ryan i'm so sorry eddie (laughs) who is on twitter at fake eddie ryan until next time say hi to your favorite tree and say hi to your favorite beach Bye.